0: Welcome to the Movie Complex Channel Podcast. Here, I review streaming TV shows and movies so that you don't have to. Your time is precious and you don't have time to waste it. So each week, I review a TV show or a movie and give you a bite-sized review. Now let's jump into the review. Last week, I had the privilege of interviewing the director for wireless, Zach Wechter. The fact that he allowed me to interview him as a small YouTuber lets me know that there's still really cool people out there. I had a short Zoom interview with him, which is why I'm now dubbing these the Bite Size Interviews. Check it out. So, um, I was looking on the internet to find out some, some interesting facts about you, but I couldn't find any. So my first question is, how did you get into filmmaking?
1: I got into filmmaking um, starting when I was very young. My dad works in television. And so I grew up watching him work and um, was very fortunate to have him introduce me to all sorts of movies and TV shows that he loved. So I really got started and seeing it as a very viable career path because it's literally what uh, my family did for income. So he bought me a camera when I was about eight years old and I started making movies with my friends and got more serious about it as I entered high school. Um, And I've been making movies ever since.
0: Awesome. So um, this is a wireless question. Um, So for wireless, um, how did it evolve into like uh, an idea to a concept to project to ending up on Quibi?
1: Yeah, so... Wireless uh, was an idea that my sometimes writing partner and I, Jack Seedman, conceived about six and a half years ago. Um, We were talking about... Wow. Yeah, it's been a long time that we've been talking about this thing. And he, we really, we we sat down after we went to film school together um, and we wanted to write our first, what was originally going to be a feature script. And we started to talk about, what would be sort of um, a way to update some kind of classic story with a very modern setting. And very quickly started identifying this relationship to our phones. So we were sitting in my former roommate's kitchen and it it popped into Jack's head and he basically pitched me a survival movie about a kid who has nothing but his iPhone to save himself. And that was the through line that kept us going these many years. So all the story specifics kind of followed the concept and um, you know, the whole, what makes the show so unique, this turnstile method of viewing came much later in the process because we spent several years writing the script.
0: How hard was it to use like the pocket technology um, to the Quibi technology?
1: Yeah. So when we made our short film called Pocket um, made by the mobile filmmaking collective i'm a co-founder of called pickpocket we created this format that shot with this rig called the Triphone rig so it's three phones basically held together by this 3d printed rig so we capture the forward-facing camera rear-facing camera and screen of an iphone simultaneously um, wow it's complex to begin with but when we when you add that to the equation of not only telling one vertical story but a story that is both vertical and horizontal simultaneously, it was very challenging shooting this project. Um, we essentially had to make these two films that dance together. And one very sort of tricky component was the sync to make sure that our takes matched each other. Because this thing that Ty had to hold when um, Ty Sheridan, our lead actor, in shooting the production, we had to hide the phone in a lot of our shots. If you go back and watch the show, you'll see that you don't see his phone super often. And that's mostly because he's not holding a phone, he's holding three phones put together with this rig. So there were a lot of technical challenges that we faced in producing the show, um, but all for the sake of what we knew was gonna be a really entertaining and presence-driven and interactive experience for our viewers.
0: Nice. So, um, I know that Wireless went in development in November 2019, so I'm assuming that you went into production sometime during the shutdown, so how hard or easy was that to film during a pandemic?
1: You know, we actually, we shot the majority of the show in November and December 2019, So as a matter of fact, most of um, photography took place before the pandemic, thankfully. So we didn't, at the time, have to worry about social distancing um, and all the safety precautions that are coming with COVID-19. We did do one pickup day though in, um, man, I think it was July, um, not long ago, right before the show came out. And that was during the pandemic and was very challenging. Um, we had a pretty, a pretty large-sized crew and had to take extreme precautions, especially working with the actors. If you've seen the show, it's the last scene. Um, I don't want to give away too many spoilers, but it's one of our few scenes that have more than one actor in it in person. So um, it, it, there, you know, there are a ton of safety precautions that come into play. It's a very different experience than being on set prior to the pandemic.
0: Awesome. So um, what other story techniques do you see um, or think is possible with the Quibi technology?
1: I think there are all kinds of storytelling possibilities with Quibi's technology. I think that, you know, there there are sort of two things I think about. One is designing stories specifically meant to be watched on phones, which is, I think, kind of the, the, thesis of what Quibi is. And then there's, of course, their very specific turnstile player that allows different feeds to take over our viewers' phones, depending on how they're orienting it, using that phone's accelerometer. So I think that to me, it's, it's a new frontier for filmmaking. You know, we, we already do watch stories on phones, many of us, for hours a day. If you go on Instagram, if you go on Snapchat, if you go on TikTok, which I do a lot of the time, you're watching a story designed specifically meant to be watched on your phone. And so I think that, you know, a phone is a very different medium than a movie theater, than a TV screen, even than your computer. It's, it's small. You hold it in your hand. You watch stuff uh, oftentimes um, by yourself. And so I think there are all sorts of ramifications for news stories, for stories that are set in the digital world like ours are, But I really think that it's it's a completely blank canvas for artists to come in and retell stories of all sorts of that are classic in nature and hopefully see some new and exciting ones, too.
0: Cool. very cool. Um, So what's the difference between shooting something specifically for mobile and then shooting a regular old fashioned film?
1: Yeah, that's a question I've asked myself a lot over the last year and a half while we made wireless. Um, You know, I I think that there are are a number of factors that we chose to consider for this project in particular. Um, You know, for us, it had to do with recreating the experience of being on your phone for the show since our viewers would be watching it on their phone. So with that part of the approach we had to think very critically about exactly that our relationship to our phones and how we use our phones and so instead of this language of like two actors standing in a room and where do you put the camera what we fa- what i found myself talking to to ty sheridan about when we'd go into any given scene is like hey what would you say to this person or hey if you're gonna if you're texting this person and you're upset you know how do you hold your phone? What's your body position like? Are you, You're not laying back, right? You're hunched over because I need to get a sense of where you're going to be for the shot. So it's really a whole new syntax, I think, and conversation point for how we were going to approach telling this story. Um, but it was founded in something very familiar because we all spend so much time on these devices. So there's that element. And then I think just in general, there, there are like some technical factors about the nature of these screens. They're small, uh, darker scenes are harder to read because people are watching these okay. in different brighter environments. Uh, we learned that the hard way a couple of times during this production. Um, and so, yeah, I think, I think in a lot of ways there, there are technical differences. There is this mobile-specific approach. But in, in more ways than not, we, I really relied on the tools that I've learned working in the more traditional film and tv space um when we approach the show
0: um, what's your process um when you come up with a new story idea like from blank page to finished, you know script or something
1: yeah man i wish i could iron it out into one specific bullet pointed thing and, and say i had the exact straightforward secret sauce here for myself but um, it's really different with every project. You know, I think that um, I, I write and direct. So oftentimes I'll work with another writer or develop the story on my own. I'll spend I like to spend a lot of time outlining um, before going to script pages because I tend to think a lot about story and plot and plot twists um, in addition to character development. So A lot of time thinking um, about story. Before that, I think the most important thing that I think about is really um, thinking about a concept that I'll believe in. You know, this work is is hard. It takes a lot of discipline, and it's fun and it's exciting. But to keep going for what can be a year or a couple years or sometimes more on any given project, I really scrutinize all the little ideas that I've come up with to make sure that I'm spending my time on the right one. So I have. A notes document on my phone that has hundreds of sentences and log lines and little ideas and a very select few make it past that notes document and into the actual sort of developmental process. But but yeah, beyond sort of like developing a script, I'm still pretty early on in my career, but I have had sort of the next step of pitching our projects and sharing our scripts and looking for financing, which is a very you know, earnest and real part of getting our projects made. Um, And then um, pre-production and production and post are just their own beast, but it's, uh, I'm a very, I think, thorough and detail-oriented filmmaker. So um, I take as much time as I can on any given step of the way. There's always a schedule to be uh, beholden to. But um, I like to go into every given shoot day with a really buttoned up plan. And, and not everything goes according to plan, but so that I know that there's a clear vision and the crew knows exactly what we're looking for. So that as things start to um, you know, unwind, we're able to find quick solutions because we've talked about what the real creative goals are in any scene that we're shooting. Um, and I think that when it comes to shooting and post too, I, I tend to really value diversity in our takes and in our approach. I think one thing that I, um, was taught by a TV director that I shadowed when I was younger was, you know, you know, you could have the idea of what one perfect take is in your head and you should get that take, but make sure to shoot for variety because you never know what you get into post, what you're going to feel when you see the story assembled for the first time. So working with, um, with our, my actors, I'll try and get variety so that we can combine takes and change intention and make sure we have flexibility in the edit room. Um, Because it's it's hard to mobilize people to go back to production once once you up filming.
0: So speaking of meetings, um, are there any projects you're currently working on that you can tell us about, or is it top secret?
1: (laughs) I'm not gonna say it's top secret, but um, I'll say it's maybe somewhere in between. Um, I'm working mostly with my company, Pickpocket, developing um, a, a number of new shows that will be both made to be watched on phones um, and uh, we're exploring the idea of telling mobile-driven stories in other mediums too. So um, yeah, we're, we're, we're really excited and the prospect of what wireless has done and has sparked an interest in people and sort of talking about our relationship to our devices and exploring shows and movies that are set in this very real space um, that we spend our time in, you know, the apps and the just digital world at large on our phones. So um, there will be some projects we'll be able to talk about with more specifics very soon, but um, I'm very excited to continue the course and hopefully contribute and pioneering to this very new medium.
0: I'm not sure how many subscribers I have that are filmmakers, but I know there's a few what advice would you give to aspiring or up and coming filmmakers trying to get into the industry now?
1: Yeah. Great question. You know, I think that, um, it's really interesting. It's a really interesting industry that I'm still trying to wrap my head around in more ways than not. Uh, I think that the one piece of advice that I have experienced myself and I've seen be successful for my peers is if you want to be a filmmaker, in whatever capacity to keep making stuff. You know, I think that, that we all have um, access in one way or another to, to cameras and to equipment. And there really is this proliferation of um, people in the everyday world becoming filmmakers. You know, 10 or 20 years ago, it was much more challenging than it is now. I think that really wireless is a good example and in a large part that we really did shoot a lot of this movie on our phones and embraced sort of that part of the storytelling methodology but yeah more more than anything i think that i feel like in my short career so far i have both learned by making my own projects and working on my friends projects and those projects um have helped me build the beginnings of a career too so I, i think that um taking your career into your own hands and making stuff and continuing with that energy is, is the most important part of breaking into the industry or at least developing your voice as an artist.
0: Um, and I'm really excited for you and your career. Um, it's looking good so far. I've seen nothing but good things. And I hope that you have more projects to come because I'll be there to watch them.
1: Thank you. Look forward to, <laughs> no uh, to of the rest of them. And yeah, thanks so much for having me here.
0: Um, so last question. Um, where can people follow you on social media, like your Twitter, Instagram, whatever you want to share?
1: You can follow me on Instagram. It's uh, Pete Zach, P-I-Z-Z-Z-A-C-H, uh, or on TikTok is my name, Zach Wechter, uh, Z-A-C-H-W-E-C-H-T-E-R. I'm very new on TikTok, but um, very excited about the platform if you're on there.
0: Yeah, I thought TikTok was for young people.
1: You know what? I think that it was originally, and uh, I'm trying to break in and be the, the most <laughs> hip and happening 30-year-old guy on TikTok.
0: Oh, wow, you make me feel old now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well. well, thank you for sharing your time with me. I don't want to keep you. Um, this was a really awesome interview and good luck out there.
1: Thanks so much for having me and, uh, uh, you know, enjoy. I hope everybody enjoys wireless if you're checking this out.
0: This is the Movie Complex Channel, your place for bite sized reviews and interviews. Thank you for listening to the Movie Complex Channel podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, download and share episodes so that I know you enjoyed it. See you next week.